This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am so excited to be joined by a returning guest. He is an entertainment writer at The Grio and one of my favorite people to talk Bravo with. Please welcome Jared Alexander. Hi. Hi, Dylan. I'm so happy to be back, ready to talk all about (laughs) all the goings on. I'm so happy to have you back. This morning, I am, you know, the the meme that's like head empty, no thoughts, just, and it's like legs and hips (laughs) and and body, body. body. (laughs) Let's get them, girls. my entire weekend. My entire weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just the TikToks. The TikToks, I always think it's funny on TikTok, this happens occasionally, usually with something from Atlanta because they are simply the most uh, memeable, I guess. People who don't know about Housewives or Bravo or anything will find these sounds and start doing trends to them. We've seen it with like various like Nini clips or whatever, like they're always the ones going viral, but People memeing this candy song that's from like eight years ago, I think. It was on the like a mother's love <laughs> soundtrack. Right. Or right. And people it, and people are eating her up for this song. The the like temple run one that Julian Hagens did. Somebody else put it to like Shark Bait Hoo Ha from Finding Nemo. Ah! It is just the song is wild. Right. It's like Ariel after visiting Ursula, like, let's It's so funny. And also what I love about all the two is that, like, you know, Candy will never miss a moment to make some coin. Like, she's been tweeting out now the Spotify link. Make sure to go stream. Like, she's been sharing it so much. And watch this song. is probably going to chart just because of how much TikTok is using it. Right. Like, it is funny because Candy, I mean, Candy Miss Legendary Burris, as uh, as Drew and maybe Sheree's assistant Anthony called her, like... Mm. She is so successful, so iconic, all of this stuff. But, like, her solo music career is kind of a a little bit of a minefield. And so it's funny right. that it's, like, this random song from all those years ago that nobody ever listened to or cared about. It's like, go viral, girl. Take the take those streams. <laughs> right. I want, a, I want a BravoCon performance of, of Candy doing this song, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be <laughs> iconic. We are here to talk about all things Atlanta today. We are now four episodes into this season. And before we talk about this week's episode, I just want to get a little vibe check with you of how you're liking this season so far. You know, I think like kind of the general consensus, I think, is that it's way better than what we've had before. It's definitely on the right track. Um, is it perfect? No. Um, <laughs> it almost feels a little bit, you know, uh, like last season of OC, I guess. That was like, you know, better than the last few seasons, but on the right track. I do think this is better than the last season of OC, for sure, uh-huh. just because it's Atlanta and they're just way more engaging and entertaining. And I think all the pieces are there. Um, 
And we'll see. I'm excited to see how the season plays out. As I was watching this last episode, too, uh, thinking about talking to you about this, I just feel like they're throwing every housewife trope at the wall in this season already. It's like, we've had so many group therapy scenes. We've had, like, the couples talking about sex stories. We've had these, per- like, two personal invites, like, in-person invites at everyone's houses. Like, we're just throwing everything to see what's going to stick. And I think some is some's landing better than others. <laughs> you know what was funny to me? Going This is going back to last week's episode a little bit. But Kenya was so shady toward Marlo for her model with a laptop invite. And then we hear that her invite to Brooklyn's tea party, birthday party, was just a text. And I'm like, Kenya? <laughs> I know. After all of that. <laughs> Candy's was maybe the most confusing though because the the model with the laptop was was like a little strange but they're right. going on this trip to New York City to see Candy's play and right. also to take a field trip to Todd's Jersey crib and <laughs> we're getting an invite by like a BDSM couple who are bringing them dildos and vibrating panties i'm like where is all of the only through line here is that candy's making money on all of it (laughs) right right (laughs) that is the only through line we need some more consistency also i don't know if you've seen thoughts of a color man or if they had seen it yet but that certainly is not in the theme of the show um no candy coated thoughts (laughs) (laughs) i unfortunately did not see thoughts of a colored man i it's it's funny that Candy is talking about getting butts in seats because I was at one point DMing with them about coming to the show and then kind of got ghosted. Um, and I, uh. I unfortunately did not make it, but she's, she's producing another play coming up later this year. Um, mm-hmm. The August Wilson revival. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I feel like that's a little bit more of a hit potential just because of like the, you know, it's like a well-known play. She's going for that Tony. Okay. And I know <laughs> again, Candy, I think it, I think it's honestly, one of the most exciting reasons to go on a trip. Like, it's pretty authentic. So that's what was so weird about the invitation. Like, it didn't have to be this convoluted thing that we usually have to do because these trips, there's these reasons are usually fake. This was, like, a real reason to go to New York because, like, it was one of the first Broadway plays back. It was, like, in the beginning of the, you know, the first season post-COVID. And it was a big deal. We start this episode at Marlo's vacant lot that she is... (laughs) allegedly building a house on she's looking yes. at the plans the the architect has taken like <laughs> some wild amount of square feet off of the house to get it within her budget which she won't say what the budget is which is mm-hmm. funny to me but kenya and sheree come to take a visit and this scene just this was what made me happy because i'm like this is just pure housewives like low stakes but fun shade about the house journeys that these women have been on over all the years that we've seen them right it was i think they're doing this thing and again to not to come always compare to oc but i feel like a lot of these shows that are kind of in transition right now it's like we have to look back a little to then move forward and it's like so nice that like to have that just to have that setup of like Kenya and Sheree talking about Marlo's house plans. And we had this like historic feud with them about their own houses, but it's like still moving stuff along. Like this is something that is going on in Marlo's life. And it's also fun to see Kenya and Sheree like buddy, buddy. I think it's like um, they're, they're stronger together, which is very fun. Totally. I love the three of them together in a scene. And the fact that Marlo and Kenya are in this kind of in between space where clearly they can, 
they get along well enough to do something like this together, but also at a moment's notice, they're fully just bickering again. And right. Marlo kind of brings up, she's saying she, they're like, girl, why aren't you in Buckhead? And she's like, I can't get what I want in Buckhead. Like, I don't have the money for that. And she's like, y'all are, y'all are always asking me about where my money comes from. And in this case, I'm like, Marlo, you just, you brought it up. <laughs> right. She's constantly bringing it up. And I think that, but what's good, like you said about that dynamic, like that's my favorite housewives dynamic is when like you can be in the same room together and like even be like kind of friendly, but then like at a moment's notice you can pick her and then go back. Like I always think outside of the last season and hopefully in the new season, it'll be more like that. But like, I always think of Karen and Giselle like that. Like it is For so sure. fun that they can like, you know, it's never like I refuse to be in the room with her or like, it's like vicious. It's like, they're really fun when like they can actually get along and like tease each other and shade each other. Um, and I think we're kind of getting that with them, which is fun. Totally. I feel like right now the whole the whole cast has kind of a fun dynamic and there's nothing so toxic within the cast right now to where it feels like when they have a group scene together, it's like, yeah, there's probably going to be drama and I I hope so. But it's not like this thing of, oh, God, like I can't be in the room with her. We really I mean. Drew and Sheree are clearly not seeing eye to eye on things. And that's a whole other thing. But like, there's nobody that's like, really hates anybody else right now. And it's it's kind of refreshing. It is. And I don't think they can afford to have a season like that. Like, I feel like, you know, those seasons are either going to be amazing or terrible. And I think they, obviously, Atlanta needed a huge shakeup. And like, we need a season where obviously it has to be engaging and there needs to be drama. But it also has to be watchable. And I think we have a lot of seasons lately where it's really tough when people clearly just do not like each other and refuse to like play ball with each other. Right. There's definitely a, there's a fine line when two people are feuding with each other or have beef to where it's kind of like goes from this like fun shade area of like, Oh, I, I don't really like her, but like, you know, we're playing the same game. Then it can so easily tip into that kind of toxic space of like, no, either either I won't spend time with her or if I do, it's going to be miserable for everyone. Right. Honestly, on Beverly Hills so far this season, I'm like the Sutton and Erica dynamic. It's like exciting, but also makes me a little nervous because I'm like, I don't want every group scene to just like descend into like, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. where's my apology? Not- You're not getting one. <laughs> right. It's just, it's- it definitely, I mean, it was exciting. Like, I feel like I, I literally lost my breath. But at the same time, you're right. Like, that only gets you so far. And like, I think, again, with these shows, like, we need to see forward movement or else they get really stuck and stale. Like, it was even nice seeing all of them go on the Sprinter van together. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like all kind of be together. I just love that, too. That like, because a lot of times you don't see that. Even on Salt Lake City, they've only been doing this for like two years. And like half of them refuse to ride in a van with each other. Like, well, what are we doing? I need to see like the sprinter van drivers route that morning. Cause I'm like knowing where some of these women live either on the outskirts or like fully not in Atlanta. I'm like, that could not have been like the, the most efficient way to get everybody to the airport. Right. It was clearly in the wee small hours of the morning. It was pitch black. I was like kind of <laughs> triggered by it. Like, you know, like when you have to get up so early for a flight and it's just like the most stressful thing. It's yeah. like so haunting that we watched that scene. Yeah, when I when I went to LA last month, my flight back was at 5:30 in the morning. So I literally had I woke up at 3. I slept in my Airbnb for like 3 hours with I left the lights on cuz I was scared I wasn't going to wake wasn't going to wake <laughs> right. up. 
<laughs> and I'm literally, my Uber driver to the airport like tried to start a conversation. I'm like, sir, it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> I literally can't form words right now, sir. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. We get another scene with Candy and Todd you know, kind of setting the scene for this New York trip. And they're still kind of not on the same page about this Jersey condo. And I I can't really decide where I land with this storyline. Because on, on the one hand, I get where Candy's coming from a little bit. And also seeing where this condo is, it's not, it's not like right outside the city. Right. But, but also I'm like... This kind of feels like a storyline to me. It's like why, why are we talking about this now? Right, it definitely does. And they're just so passive with each other. Like when they were on that walk throughout the neighborhood and just like kind of going back and forth about it. Like I definitely see both sides, and it makes sense. Um, I just don't think it's that compelling, especially compared to everything that Candy usually has going on in her life. You know, um, and then it's all it's like that mirrored with the Drew and Ralph of it all. And it's just like a lot of relationship dynamic stuff that I I think is kind of the weaker spots of the season so far. Mm. And I think we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Drew and Ralph in a second, but it's like their issues feel so real and deep. Whereas Mm -hmm. with Candy and Todd, it feels like for some reason they, they feel like every season they need to give us a Candy and Todd going through some shit little moment and it always kind of feels like the latest app update of like the same thing where it's like okay you're still just you're having like a conversation either candy's too busy or candy's not giving todd enough credit or todd's not getting enough support on his thing or you know now todd's too busy and it's like it never really feels like they're actually having like conflict in any fundamental way in their relationship it's just like we've been watching for like eight seasons them trying to balance business and life and being busy and give and take with each other and it's like at a certain point like i don't necessarily doubt that these are real issues but it's like we don't we don't need to hear about it every time right and i think when you're like a mainstay 
housewife like that. I mean, she technically is, she is an OG, basically. But let's say, you know what I mean? She's been here for so long. Like, I feel like you do see these patterns. I love that app update thing. Because it does kind of feel that way. And as much as I also... Famously, I do love Melissa Gorka, even though a lot of people have feelings about her. But I will say that it was like for like four or five years, it was like Melissa and Joe, like Melissa's too busy. She's getting more. She has all these events to go to because of the show and Joe wants her home. Like it was just the same type of story, just like elevated and just like the same thing. And I think it is hard. And also Joe and Todd are both, I think, house husbands who like are really in the mix, I would say. Um, Comparatively, they kind of both are in the same capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's got to be hard um, and I, I don't believe, I do believe that this probably is an issue, right? Like, it makes so much sense that Candy would feel this way. It just feels like tiny little things that are blown up to be huge things. You know what I mean? Right. In the and sake of it's making like, TV. And then it's like, even if this is a real thing that you guys are going through, maybe we could, you could mention it on the show, but it doesn't need to be like a storyline that we're getting scenes about every episode. And right. <laughs> compared from there we go to drew and ralph's house where they're having dr ken come over for therapy and it's like i've i literally am getting to the point where i want to like yell at the tv for drew to like come to her senses and so like then when we see candy being like i don't want to stay at the jersey crib it's like (laughs) okay (laughs) we got some real shit going on next door (laughs) right crazy shit i mean i can't <laughs> i don't want it that's so funny i can't <laughs> like, i can't where i want to stay the thing about <laughs> think about drew and ralph is that it's like it, it really is like the gaslighting is just insane and it, it also feels like those are real issues but then there is a part of me that's like there is no way it just feels again it, it doesn't feel forced or staged to me it's just like hard for me to believe that they really are saying these things <laughs> On camera, it's just kind of insane. And we've seen so many couples therapy scenes. Um, and, you know, you always kind of really have to suspend your disbelief in those, which, like, I'm sure there you do have a lot of growth. And, like, those are issues. You know what I mean? Like, whether the camera's in there or not, you're still having a session. Mm. Um, but, my God, he... I always go back to last week when uh, when Drew said that she was... That he puts her on tumble dry all the time. Like, and I, that's literally what you see. Like, she's constantly... And I feel like we, the audience, are on tumble dry. Like, I just can't even find out how we got to this place. Like, all of a sudden it switches and they're just saying the nastiest things to each other and he's gaslighting the hell out of her. I... Yeah, I agree. And the therapy session, I felt like it started strong and then in a, it, at a certain point, it almost felt like Dr. Ken was sort of just like on Ralph's side kind of, and was like explaining to Drew why Ralph was mad. And it's like, well, don't you think you could be a little more, it's like, because Ralph's whole thing is like, you know, I gave her steak and lobster. She deserved a Lunchable and she should be, you know, like on her knees thanking me for planning a dinner. And Dr. Ken is like, right, Drew, I think you could work on living in the moment. And it feels like her, to me, like her whole thing about like, I don't want to just like have a nice dinner and pretend that our issues aren't real. That right. is so valid to me. And it feels like she's not really being like heard or listened to in this therapy session. And the the assignment that he gives oh them God. to do 30 <laughs> days of no, um, 30 days of no combative conversations to me, like 
I don't, okay, first of all, I'm not like a, th- a therapist. I'm not. This is right. not my area of expertise. <laughs> but it feels like that is the kind of assignment where it's like they are not in the space right now to go 10 minutes without a combative conversation. So it feels like a little bit, it's like, is this isn't based in reality. Come on. No, it's not. It's like, yes, in a perfect world, sure. But also, like, I feel like, and again, I'm also not a therapist, but I feel like you have to <laughs> mind through, you should mind through those things. And re- you know what I mean? And instead of just doing like whatever that person wants for the 24 hours or whatever, like, I just think it's like, how does that really though help with your serious, serious communication issues? Like they, they, it's like they aren't even speaking the same language half the time. Right. Like Dr. Ken didn't actually try to work through any of their problems. He's just like, I came up with an idea. Don't fight for 30 days. And it's like, if that was, if you could not fight for 30 days, you wouldn't be <laughs> at couples. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and I feel like, again, we see these things a lot. Um, but <laughs> for some, like, you know, like I feel like we saw Ashley and Michael a lot in, in therapy, which is funny now that I say that, but we would see like scenes like that. And, you know, it, it is always interesting to like have a look at their dynamics and like have someone on the outside, you know, tell them what kind of the audience sees. Um, but yeah, the assignment, I was like, this is just a recipe for disaster. And like knowing that the New York trip was coming up too, like, no. Right. Like no part of me has any faith in them to like, not, <laughs> to not argue. Um, <laughs> but the New- I mean, the New York trip, I feel like we're being set up for mess right off the bat because, right. um, Kenya's mad that it's a couple's trip. She says she wasn't made aware of this, even though it kind of seems like she was. Uh, right. Because <laughs> Kenny, well, I mean, Kenny to think told back her. To last season where, you know, they were all pissed because Kenya, you know, brought Brooklyn and they all didn't bring their kids. So I do think it's kind of a funny uh, parallel there. Right. And she's like, as the only single person, I feel like I should have known. And it's like, well, I mean, what? Like, were you really going to bring a date to the trip? Like, I don't, it doesn't seem like the vibe. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Sheree gets on the bus, the sprinter, and she feels awkward around Drew and Ralph. And she said, she 
says, that bitch is whack, which is just like the funniest <laughs> thing. But I feel like it, it it did strike me when they were getting on the bus that I'm like, I don't really think Sheree has spent much time around Ralph yet. And so like, if she's heard so many horrible things about this man, and then it's like, yay, now we're on a trip together for three days. It is kind of <laughs> right. not not my ideal situation. <laughs> Right. And I think it's it's always interesting to have, obviously, Jersey does it all the time. And Atlanta, I feel like, used to do it all the time. Like, the husbands mm-hmm. used to always be on the trips. Um, and I think it does set up, like, kind of an interesting dynamic. And especially because we have, you know, two new housewives as well. We're still getting used to their spouse. Well, Drew's not new, but still. We're still yeah. kind of getting used to those dynamics. Um, I think it sets it up for a lot of fun stuff. And, yeah, I think Kenya being single also, like, puts her in a unique position, though, which is why I really feel like she excelled. Like, the second half of the episode, I was just, like, she was moving so much along, uh, especially at that Right. Time. Yeah, she's in this position of, like, she doesn't really have that much to worry about. She is finally, she's over the hill with the Mark stuff. There's no back and forth with that, you know. She's w- waiting on him to sign the papers or whatever, but, like, that's not a storyline for her anymore. And so she really is just kind of free to do her work in and out of the group and she is extremely good at it. Um, first of all, the uh, candy making them tell sex stories to get oh the God, second Dylan. suite in the penthouse was like, first of all, so dumb, but also the, the full f- lies and fantasies that these women came up with to try to secure that room. Kenya's, First, Marlo oh says God. that she had sex at the zoo while a giraffe was watching and then the giraffe licked her face. Ralph, Ralph said, all of these animal stories, Ralph says that they had sex in the ocean in the Dominican Republic right in front of a whale. <laughs> I was scared that Ralph was going to tell a story and then realize that it, it was something that happened with another woman and not true. Right. Literally. Something that happened down in Florida. Right. <laughs> was like, wait a like, minute. <laughs> and then Kenya's story about how she was someplace with coyotes and they like shot the coyote and then it was like dragging its blood everywhere. And they ended up in a cave and then it was like a coyote's lair. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is happening? Like cavern, right. It was ridiculous. And then Sheree just screaming, you were turned on by coyote blood? It was so <laughs> ridiculous. And like what I feel like Candy said in the interview, she was like, she made this up. But it just was... That's the thing about Atlanta that I will say is that it's like, again, we've seen this. Like, didn't we just have this in the last season of Jersey? They were talking about, like, who watches the most porn while they were at the shore. Like, all the couples. Like, I feel like this is such a thing, like, to talk about that stuff. And it's really funny. But I feel like the Atlanta women are just inherently funny. So it at least makes it a bit more engaging and entertaining, you know? They are so funny. And I... I love seeing them kind of in their confessionals. They're making so many like hilarious shady comments. Um, And I feel like, like we were talking about having the group dynamic that's kind of like fun shade and not so toxic. It makes the episodes so like enjoyable to watch because it feels like they're just free to, to be their hilarious selves. Um, So before they take a field trip to, as Marlo calls it, the furnished list condo, um, so- we see Sonia is already having some questions about her alleged friendship that we're told she has with Drew. I'm not sure, not sure how much right. I buy that. But it's telling to me that within three or four episodes, she's already sort of clocking, oh, Drew, in the context of this assistant drama with Sheree, 
is instead of listening to what Sheree has to say, immediately throwing Sheree under the bus in favor of her assistant. And whether or not who whoever's telling the truth in this story, it is messy from a group perspective that Drew has immediately chosen to side with Anthony. Right. And I think what's really working well for her is that it, it does it is steeped in you know, it makes sense for the audience. Like, we also are watching Drew's behavior and are kind of questioning it. So it's kind of nice that I think she's playing her cards really right because it doesn't feel like, oh, she's just, like, throwing her friend under the bus who, like, brought her on, you know what I mean, or introduced her to this group or whatever. Like, (laughs) it really does feel genuinely like, this behavior is kind of weird. And if she's doing this to this person, like, like, who is she really? Like, what is her character? Yeah, and Drew to me is somebody who, like, I... I don't know how much I love Drew as a housewife, but I do think that she has been putting in work the last couple seasons. And I respect that. I think she's, uh, you know, really playing the game. Um, but it's, it is kind of, she's one of those people where I'm like, sometimes I really like you and you seem nice and normal and cool and fun. And then sometimes I'm like, What's the real story there? Because she, with all the stuff with her marriage, it's really easy to feel sympathetic for her. And I think she really is kind of in a tough spot there. But sometimes with the women, it's like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like she's like trying to outsmart everyone there. And I don't know if she quite has it in that way. No, not yet. And you're kind of seeing that with Sheree a bit. And I think it's like, regardless of the truth of it all, I think what really you're kind of we're starting to get at is that it's like either way like how is this person still employed by you this assistant you know what i mean regardless of everything and right i feel like that is kind of what the women are leaning towards like well he was saying all this stuff anyway like whether or not it's true it's like this is someone who is working under you right now or you're who you're paying you know yeah at this dinner which first of all it's hilarious to me that their first night in quote-unquote new york city they're spending at Todd's condo in Fort Lee and then a random Cuban restaurant in West New York. Like they're not even in Jersey city. They're like just in Jersey. (laughs) Right. I know they should have just gone to rails at that point. (laughs) It's a little (laughs) crossover. Yes. Oh my God. They should be at rail steakhouse uh, and they should be shopping at envy. Um, But but (laughs) at this dinner, the, so they're talking about drew and Ralph and Kenya Moore is so masterful in the way that she brings this back around to the assistant drama with Sheree. Because like, first of all, when she told, when she said that Ralph reminded her of Mark so much, that was kind of a mic drop moment for the audience. I think because Mark put her through the fucking ringer. And I don't think there was, there was never one moment on the show where we were, Uh, rooting for her to stay with Mark. And so I think obviously she went through a lot with that too, but I think for the audience, it's like, we know how, how rough of a thing that a comparison that is. Right. And I feel like those are the, those are like some of my favorite parts of being a Real Housewives fan. I'm not kidding. It's like when you're so many times we see these women who we like, regardless of how we feel about them or like the certain things they do in their groups, like we generally want the best for them. And when we see them in situations and relationships, you kind of like can't wait, but dream about like when they're on the other side of it, like how they're going to look at it, like how they're going to approach things. And I feel like with her, it was like such a breath of fresh air. And it really made me proud of her a little bit. Like she a has this like beautiful baby girl and 
she just is really thriving right now and it's in this great moment. But like, it wasn't too long ago that, you know, she was in a similar situation to where Drew is right now, at least from what they're showing on the show and at least from what we're getting. Uh, And so for her to clock that, not only on the show, but in the scene, like it wasn't like she said that in an interview, which would have also been pretty powerful, but like she said it to his face in the scene. It just like, it was really um, juicy, but also I just felt like it was rewarding. Like kind of in a weird way, like, I was just so proud of her. And I liked, so, I mean, obviously Kenya and Drew were not on great terms last season, but they, you know, made some agreement to like turn over a new leaf. And while I don't think Kenya really has any interest in being good friends with Drew, I really respected in this interaction that she was kind of sticking up for her in the relationship context and really calling Ralph's bullshit like she sees it. And, you know, like we're saying, she would know she has experience with that. But then she does not miss the opportunity to turn around and say, but Drew, I feel like you kind of do the same thing with your friends. And let's take a poll around the table. Should we? (laughs) Right. But like, so it's like, so Ralph needs to admit he's wrong, but Drew, so do you. (laughs) And I'm like, that, that is how to play the game. Kenya miss producer more. And Sheree doesn't miss a beat. She steps in and she has that text receipt from Anthony. And I feel like this is kind of what I mean when I say like, I don't know if Drew really like has her shit together in a reality TV context, the way she thinks she does, because right. Kenya and Sheree are masters of the craft. Period. Period. <laughs> They're playing a different game, for real, a game that they've been playing for a really long time, like the old seasons of Atlanta or just old housewives in general. And I think when Drew came on last season, I mean, we've talked about this at nausea, but there was like so many moving pieces. There were more friends than housewives. Like, And I think Drew did stand out, but like, it's really fun to see, you know, like, Kenya just like throw that and like Sheree just like catch the ball perfectly and like keep things moving. And as good as Drew is, I think she has a lot of potential. um, She kind of is, this is like a new, a new playing field for her. And I think everyone, it elevates everyone else too, even Candy. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Last season, Drew's, I mean, Drew and Kenya got into it toward the end of the season, but her main beef was really with Latoya, who mm-hmm. I have not thought about. I mean, that even saying that name feels like weird in my mouth. But she and Kenya really only butted heads toward the end of the season. And then at the reunion, Kenya was more focused during the season on her stuff with Marlo and her stuff with Portia. So right. like, I feel like Drew, while she and Kenya did kind of butt heads last season, she didn't get the full brunt of the the Kenya Moore experience, if you want to right. call it that. So, like, I think this season, because of the cast shakeup, because of the fact that she's not a first season housewife, she really has, like, stepped into the ring. And I think she, with especially with somebody like Sheree coming back, I think people sometimes forget or underestimate how good at this Sheree is, too. And it's like... I mean, you better you better come correct because you're going to get destroyed. Right. And I mean, she wrote the literally the, the blueprint of what they're <laughs> doing. Like, for real. Like, especially with the OGs in Atlanta. I mean, they absolutely changed the game. And Sheree's, we wouldn't have Atlanta without her. So it's really fun to see her. Also, they take their time, which is so interesting. Like, not only are they good, it's like, it's just enough. Even at the premiere party at Marlo's thing, it was just enough there wasn't like a because you know it could always escalate into this huge even when drew was like trying to have that conversation with sheree about the assistant it almost felt like sheree heard her and like we're gonna get there in time mm-hmm. type of thing which i think is also kind of you know i feel like wanting to make a good show is a great thing always and you can do that authentically too like i'm sure this is a real thing i'm sure you know this assistant really did work for sheree like it all works out in that way but um it was so fun. It like it made me giddy that last scene. Yeah, I think when you talk about wanting to make a good show, that's something that I always think about with Potomac and I think that they've done an incredible job of over the last few seasons especially is like I think they all really understand that the job of being on the show and of you know, producing a great season of television and with like Karen and Giselle, but also with Ashley, Robin, Candace, I think also really Mm -hmm. gets it is like they clock into work and they get it done. And I think that shows in the fact that Potomac has never had a real off, like a week season. Whereas some of these shows you can, sometimes you're watching and you can tell that certain people don't really want to be there or certain Mm -hmm. people aren't really willing to engage in the way that we need them to as viewers. And that shows really, it's really obvious. And so far on Atlanta this season, it feels to me like everybody is clocked in. And I really appreciate that. Right. I really, really do. And I think it helps, you know, all that to be said about knowing what to do and like being an OG. Like we have had a little bit of an OG problem too, you know, where like OGs get really comfortable. We really saw that in Atlanta. Um, so it's nice to see it, you know, change. I mean, uh, to be honest, I feel like Kenya was always fucking in, even last season. I mean, she was mm. the whole thing behind the uh, stripper gate of it all. But I think that, not stripper gate, the bolo gate. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. How many um, gates? <laughs> so many gates. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I think that, you know, we it's it's really just we all we want is just a good TV show, you know. And I think they want it too, but we kind of saw that with with Roni a lot too, where like the it's so many things have to be in play and it's not just the fact that you've been there or you're an OG, you know, you still have to 
show up and the cast dynamic has to be good. And I, I really have high hopes for Atlanta. Again, it's not, I don't think it's the best season of Atlanta we're ever going to have, but it's certainly better than I think the past three. Three. Yeah. Even, <laughs> I mean, even the, there, when they go to Todd's condo, which on the, I mean, just on a surface level, I'm like, why are they going to Todd's condo as a group? Like if right. Todd and Candy need to go there to take care of some stuff, that's fine. But like, why are we all on the sprinter van going out on the turnpike to the <laughs> past Ikea? <laughs> Stuck in Fort all this traffic, Lee. right. <laughs> but uh, I, love, I like when Todd's like, see, no traffic. And it's like, bitch, please. But they get to this condo and the way that Kenya is just walking around like a fucking property uh. brother being like <laughs> you could put new tile take out the kitchen open it up fireplace, fireplace. Per- pergola <laughs> she has the full vision and you know Sheree's of course making her comments Kenya Kenya puts on the hard hat in the confessional she's got the hammer and she tweeted during the episode last night, she literally is like campaigning to get a show on Bravo where they let her renovate the Jersey crib. And that to me is just like, I know it won't happen, but imagine if it did. Honestly, though, look at all the amazing Peacock content we're getting. I mean, it's honestly a maybe. Like, I think like, (laughs) let's not, let's not, you know, throw that completely away. Because I think that definitely could be an option. I would love that so much. Her little hard hat. Oh my God, Kenya and the hard hat. And you know, she would be just like fully on. If Kenya ever was to get a spinoff like that, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be really watchable. Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't feel like Kenya is capable of being like not entertaining on TV. No, I mean, look at Ultimate Girl Strip. Like, honestly, when I think back, mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing for so many reasons, but like the every single part of like the plot and any drama had to do with Kenya. And she moved everything along from like, Asking everyone questions about it. And, you know, it was her and Ramona. Um, God, that made it so fucking watchable. Oh, my God. Sheree's comment at the condo. She says, it doesn't even compare to Marlo's plot of dirt. I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus no. Christ. I Okay, personally, I thought the condo was fine. It just right. doesn't. I agree with Candy that it it doesn't make sense with their lifestyle because they don't live there. So if they're coming to New York to be in New York city for something specific, you don't want to stay an hour drive away in New Jersey. No. And then all under the guise of, I want to leave something for my kids. It's like, yes. Okay. (laughs) But you guys have so much money (laughs) and so you can leave something else outside of this condo you bought with your ex. Like I do get where I'm like, where candy's coming from. Right, like it's a seller's market right now. Just sell the condo and right. Oh my god, are you kidding? Invest, invest I can the money. Rent an apartment in New York City. They should be selling that now. Right, like uh, I, I was gonna say I would move there, but I wouldn't. <laughs> right, I'd, I'd never see you again, Dylan. <laughs> you'd never see me again. Nobody would ever see me again. And also, um, I, I don't have renovation capacity. I, I'm not right. built for manual labor. <laughs> Um, but you know, maybe, maybe they can, uh, sell that and then combine that with the legs and hips and body coins and <laughs> get a place you in the city. You already know we're going to get legs and hips and body shirts. We're going to get hats. We're going to probably get a candy coated collection. That's legs, hips and body. Like it's about to be a whole thing. <laughs> the Atlanta reunion, uh, dress code this year is legs and hips and <laughs> body. <laughs> I'm dead. 
Oh my That's god! Hilarious. Yeah, Candy will find a way to monetize that uh, if it's the last thing she does on this planet. Right. <laughs> she will be making her money. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Jared, this has been so fun. I'm so glad you were able to join. Um, and you'll have to come back soon. Yes, please. I feel like we're in a. We kind of we are so lucky. We have so much content right now. We're in a good. Absolutely. Like we always say this whenever we talk, but it really feels like. We're getting a lot of shows that, like, we haven't seen in a while, and like new shows too. The fact that Dubai comes out next week, I'm because <laughs> they waited so damn long to put out the trailer that now right. I'm like, wait, it's it's happening, it's here. It's coming. Right, I know that trailer literally took forever to come out. People, um, it's like, exciting. I was like posting about like waiting for the trailer, and you would not believe the amount of like political explainers I was getting in the DMs. It's like, well, actually in the, in the United Arab Emirates, there's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I, okay. Like, I just want the trailer. Like, I don't, <laughs> I know. I literally just want, you know, Bravo to release that damn trailer. Just because like, I feel like we're used to, I'm like conditioned now to getting a trailer and being like, it's going to be like two more months, <laughs> but we have the right. trailer to hold us over until then. But I feel like they've started to do these. They did it with Miami to mm-hmm. like these big cast announcements photo and then we get a trailer like you know a couple weeks later that's that's true yeah and also with with streaming it's a little different like they're always announcing stuff kind of last minute um right but then girls trip to and southern charm premiere on the same day which i'm like that's chaotic like there's <laughs> just I, I, we're about to be busy it's a, it's be a busy work. i know how are we going to be able to you know <laughs> keep on top of all this stuff not to mention beverly hills back atlanta salon but you know, it's oh it's better God. than I always think back to, you know, that dark, dark period in 2020 when, like, all the shows that had already been shot had been done. And we were like, are we ever going to get more Housewives ever again? Like, we really- Right. When they when they postponed that Potomac season premiere oh. and people and everybody was, like, angry. But then I'm like, you don't understand. It will be the only thing we have to look forward to. <laughs> and little did we know that uh, the season of all seasons to wait for, like, it certainly oh was worth the wait. <laughs> it all apart. Mentally, I cannot go back to that place. <laughs> but before we go, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all of that stuff. Um, so you can find me at the Grio, where I'm an entertainment writer. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram at the Jared Alex or the Jared Alex. Uh, then on Instagram at Hey, it's Jared. H e y y, it's Jared. I'm usually retweeting Dylan's memes and everything like that. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.